Um, potatoes. We're back. Live. It's truly rotten. Mm. Oh, yeah, the crew is back. We got some movies and then human snacks. We're eating cannibal food while we're doing this. Oh, and on the mic, we producing hits. Yeah, he said we're back. It's like my friend said, that is whack. Doesn't mean what you think it means. Not where I come from. It means N-I-G-G-E. Oh, it doesn't mean what you think it means. If you want to know, you got to ask my man O'Keefe. Yo, he's out of prison. He beat the charges. So he's, did you guys know Andrew O'Keefe beat the charges? All right. We're no talking way. Truly Rotten Potatoes are back. And we are in an area where there are loud cars and trucks going. We've got Morgan Quinn. We've got Mitch Gosling. We've got myself, Declan Shrub. And we don't have Hayden Quinn, thank God. And it's dark in here. I mean, we were saying it before, but it really is dark. It got here. dark today. It's a dark episode. We are in the studio in the dark lighting because we just watched a very dark movie. The first kids animated film, I believe, that we've watched for the zero percenter critic ratings list. That can't be right. No, nah, we watched that no one. Way. What was the Christmas story about? Pinocchio? Uh, nah. Oh, we did watch was that. It, that wasn't anim- that no, was, that was that animated. That wasn't animated. No, one, we didn't watch the Paulie Shaw the one. We should. Da, 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 the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker. Oh, nut yeah, the Nutcracker yeah. in 3D. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had all the Nazi propaganda and stuff in, in that movie. But they were You're rats. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rats. Yeah. But this movie is called The Queen's Corgi. Mm. Queen. And it was an animated movie for kids with some very adult uh, references, some adult themes. Yeah. It was made by, where did we say this company was from? It was a Belgian company. That I think I, I, I looked up a few of the things that they did. They did some, I don't know, garbage. They did a My Little Pony movie. This was their 10th movie. Hey, I think I knew somebody that is, uh, what do you call them? Bronies? Yeah. yeah. Bronies. And now for the last decade, or I mean, last time I checked, I'm assuming it's still going well, but they moved over to America to pursue a career in writing uh, music for My Little Ponies fans. Oh, those which, people. Which is like, yeah, it's like chipmunk movie. Yeah, music. yeah, yeah. So it's like speeding up stuff and, and singing about my Little Ponies, I guess. Yeah. I've been in, and I've been and, in and he performs like at yeah. like uh, brony conventions. conventions and things, right? I think so. Like he actually makes his living making music for this very niche audience. Yeah, huge head. Huge head on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> they make a lot of money making um, sexual art of the ponies too. Like that's a whole, that's a whole revenue stream for them. They want to fuck these ponies, right? Oh, right. I we see. want to see sexual art of the boys from the Truly Rotten Potatoes podcast. So if yes, you're a digital yes. artist, if you're into NFTs, if you're using Mid Journey and Stable Diffusion, yeah, get know, Morgan, get Declan, get Hayden, get Mitch Gosling fucking each other on the podcast. I know Stable Fusion. We want to see some of these fan arts. If you could just text in with your fan art, that would be much appreciated. We love and, those and write those texts. Is it called slash in. fiction, Mitch? Is that what it's called? When it's like erotic fan fiction? That, I'd say, I think that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's correct. We want to we want to read long chapters of the four boys. You know, getting down after a hard podcast. Yeah. What happens behind <laughs> closed doors? Because we leave the doors open when we're recording. But what happens when we close them? Hey. If you, if you want some details about us, I, I get dehydrated a lot. If you want to make it a bit more realistic, maybe these guys who bring me a Powerade or something like that, kick it off. 
Kick it off. Kick it off. For once, I'd like to have a conversation that doesn't end with you urging me to bring you a power rank. <laughs> always wanting some hydration. Well, I'm always guy. so puffed. He's always. I've lost a lot of salt and liquid. Speaking of puffed, what about the Queen's Corgi? A 2019 English-language Belgian computer-animated comedy film pr- produced by N-Wave Pictures. Well, and starring uh, legend of the podcast, we're all a big fan here, Jack Whitehall. Oh, Jack Whitehall, it's so good to be here with you blokes today. Oh, it's so nice. As you know, I start every sentence and end every sentence with my name. I'm Jack Whitehall. And how's your father? I heard you guys went on some holidays. Jack Whitehall, that's right, yes. Me and my father, who we're quite the odd bedfellows when it comes to travel. You see, he has certain things that he likes and I have the things that I like. Hey, it's me, Jack's dad. I'm a cockney gangster and everywhere we go on vacation, I ask for a happy ending. Sushi place, aquarium, jerk me off, please. Father, I told you to wait in the car. Well, I was waiting and no one was jerking, so I got back out and I started asking for a happy E. These boys aren't going to give you an H ending here. (laughs) I don't know why he calls them a happy E. (laughs) It's true. We went to Japan and at every sushi bar we went to, he asked for a happy ending. I don't know if he knows what they are. (laughs) This bullet train is so fast. How fast can it get me off? (laughs) Well, speaking of getting off quickly, Gotta Donald go. Trump is in this movie. Got to go as well. See you guys. You're stuck, <laughs> yeah. with, you're stuck with my dad now, Jack Whitehall. <laughs> anyway, so The Queen's Corgi, right? It's this animated film. Uh, Mitch said it's a bit like what he expects Over the Hedge to be like. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I was Starring thinking, Gary Shandling. I was thinking The okay. Secret Life yeah. of Pets, which I believe there's maybe two of those animated films. Well, Haven't seen them. I, I just, don't have kids. I don't watch these movies. Uh, those are, the, that's a Louis C.K. joint, right? <laughs> Yeah, it is. I, I saw the first one in cinemas. And Speaking of Dana happy Carvey, endings. Dana Carvey was in it as well. Speaking of happy music. Hey, Wait, uh, which one? Secret Life of Pets he or was Over in the, the Hedge? He was in Secret Life oh, of yeah. Pets. So let's talk about Over the Hedge for a second. Because I remember there being, yes, Gary Shandling's in it. But also Bruce Willis, Steve Carell, Wanda Sykes, Avril Lavigne, <laughs> Nick <laughs> Nolte. Cast. And I was almost certain that Norm MacDonald had... A few lines in it, so well that's in the so that's in the garbage era of DreamWorks. I think they had a few hits, and they hit hit us with like Shark Tale, mm. and then Over the Hedge, and those movies were just about. Can you know, we speaking of Shark Tale? I don't know if you've seen the new Chris Rock Netflix special that he did live. No, I saw I saw the bits where he's so talking about yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, so he does talk about Will Smith, and in it he has a line where he says, uh, "Will Smith is a lot bigger than me." Even in animated movies, uh, my character in Madagascar is a something and Will Smith is a shark. Do it how he... Do do it how Chris Rock would (laughs) yell it. Motherfucker! Oh, God, that hurt. That hurt (laughs) to even say. Um, But but the the point of the story is uh, Will Smith does not play a shark in Shark Tale. He plays a small little bitchy fish. It's like... like, That's the whole point. So I'm Uh like, Chris Rock... You got to do your research. Your yeah. character in Madagascar is bigger than Will Smith's character in Shark Tale. Yeah, yeah a horse is and usually if, and bigger if than that, a fish. If that specific part of the story is, is not 100% accurate, what else is he changing? Maybe he never got slapped at the Oscars. Maybe he got a happy ending at the Grammys. It's hard to tell. <laughs> I think that's probably Oh, is right. that, sorry, I just heard my name, did I? Father, back in the car. <laughs> We, we've got to sit in the car until the end of the podcast. Then we can come in and ask for autographs. 
Yeah, the, the, the point I was making about those DreamWorks movies is, is that those movies were just like, they established the status quo, but instead of Shrek, where it's like they break the status quo, Shark Tale, at the end of it, they realize that he's happier just working at a car wash. He doesn't uh-huh. care. Mm. Over the hedge, they're happier not being a part of society, even though the, the, all their problems are from being on the other side of the hedge. And, yeah. and, and who do you think has a bigger penis, Chris Rock or Will Smith? <laughs> I mean, I... Man. Just, just from like the the, the little tete tete that they've had recently, I, mm. I'm I'm gonna say it's they will. should they should settle it like men, not with violence, but just with the old zip and whip, and whoever's <laughs> got the biggest piece, yeah, yeah both right. flaccid and erect, yeah. wins the competition. The old fashioned way, as long and, as and wins the love of Jada Pinkett everything Smith. Everything is settled. <laughs> everything is settled now by physically assaulting people in front of millions of viewers, yeah. and then years later. Um, in front of millions of viewers <laughs> with some sort of petty argument on stage yeah. in a scripted stand-up Let me tell you special what really happened many times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something really funny about getting on stage like a year later and being like, let me tell you what really happened. I, I won that <laughs> yeah, fight. Let me say <laughs> I actually won and he's a bitch. Yeah. Uh, that's right, he's a bitch. Yeah. Um, he's a bitch. Uh, yes, he's a bitch. And yeah. that, you know, that took 12 months of, of writing and rehearsing. Just I, to, I just love that just clip. Right. I've watched that clip about a thousand times the, mm. the original slap because there's something about where he slaps him and he says like keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth and he just goes i'm going to or yeah. something yeah. it's like slightly <laughs> defiant like i i, I will what, what okay. do you want me to do you slapped me i already have decided i'll yeah. i won't keep making I think jokes that's what about you, it what you see there is not chris rock but chris in shock whoa <laughs> yeah. chris shocked chris shocked Okay. Okay, let's get back on. We've we've really got to get back on. So we're talking about this film. It's called The Queen's Corgi. And it is about Queen Elizabeth, rest in peace, the greatest leader we've ever had. Well. Longest running monarch that I can remember in my living memory. For sure. Um, This was a film that was panned by critics. So obviously it got a 0%. This is an official film from our list, our Bible of of Rotten Tomatoes films with 0% critic ratings. But... (laughs) It's a kids' movie, right? It, mm. By all accounts, the style, the 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 themes, the it likes to think it is. It likes yeah. to think it is. There's a quote in the uh, Wikipedia article for this one that I just had to read, which says uh, the film was released uh, in Belgium in 2019. It was panned by critics such as The Independent, who stated the film was quote deeply unpleasant and in no way suitable for children. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I mean, look, I'll say in some ways it was suitable for children. But then there were other moments that immediately kicked it out of that camp of being suitable for children. Um, but, you know, it was a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it opens with the sort of up sequence where it's, there's no dialogue and it's just the queen falling in love with a puppy mm. and then slowly uh, he, he's the favourite. Yeah, there's Which a is, montage, but it's know. not it's not playing that beautiful like... No. no, and in fact, it's kind of interwoven with the opening credits where we see the the main cast names come on screen. So mm. that happens for a good twenty or thirty seconds while we get this this footage of a corgi being brought into the the royal palace. Yeah, and she already has three corgis as well. This is just like her newest mm. corgi, um, but it's it's totally the Queen Elizabeth and and Prince Philip, right? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah Prince yeah. Philip. And and, and so it, it's realistic in that sense. And also, this came out during the time of uh, President Trump. Um, yeah. the, the first the first term obviously the, the second term Trump, the first, first term the second term starting in a couple of years yeah. and 
the they 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 have our opening sequence where the queen gets her corgi. Uh, there's no dialogue; it's just music, and it's just showing you that this corgi is her favorite. And he's like a little bit of a troublemaker in a in a good way. He's not like a bad you know rapscallion like the like the character. Um, Charles in in Problem Child, which oh. also had mm. a, had a, a montage about him. One of the other films oh, we watched yes. for the podcast, but yeah. this is this is just like oh, he's you know a little bit cheeky, and the Queen loves him. He's going to be the kind of favorite dog. He grows up. It shows like he's been there for six months, mm. and then the movie really kicks off with an opening sequence where President Trump is visiting Buckingham Palace. Mitch. Yeah, yeah. Take it away. Well, because it's really you were really worried at the beginning because you're like this could really end up being boring as fuck and then, no dialogue. Yeah. yeah, and it looks like a shitty movie. Like the all the design, it's not it's not terrible, but you're like, eh, this is probably one of your like red box movies. You know, you yes. see it at, yeah. at like a kiosk. Supposedly the budget was twenty million. Twenty mil, which which is how they got my my boy Donny. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've never. I don't think I've seen like usually like the depictions of Trump are trying to make fun of him more, mm. and this is trying to make him like a goofy, fun character. Yeah, well, the, <laughs> it was the thing pretty that, funny. That got me yeah, it was, was endearing take on on Donald. Yeah, yeah, because uh, like fuck Donald Trump. They're making like, fun of him, but in in this kind of light way, and not not a very specific overall character or accurate and the other thing <laughs> the other thing they're doing is they're clearly also at the same level making fun of the british monarchy mm-hmm. the 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 like english royals in general posh and, people yeah, yeah and so it's got all that where you're like it doesn't feel like it's made by english people because it is making fun of the way they stand the way they mm. talk the, the whole palace and everything so that's what we were talking about i'm like who made this because it's not american and it's not english and then we looked it up and it's belgian and that just explains everything you need to know belgian but there's belgian. a there's a u.s version as well you were saying yeah it looks like they they recast all the voices i guess for for some sort of english so release th- this one would be considered the uk version or is yeah. it or, or, okay i so think so we watched the uk version and yeah. the original <laughs> it, well not original yeah. english whatever the original whatever the fuck recording. that was the yeah we watched the good version of the film and it was a good it was like 85 minutes so it's watchable yeah it was watchable it didn't get boring either yeah and like when trump comes out he's just got the it's sort of like all right we're in this territory and then he's like grabbing the the queen whenever he, he goes in for a selfie he says mm. cheesesteak yeah it was a nice way to introduce it as well they started putting up all these american decorations around buckingham palace they had yeah. american flags on balloons and and we were all like looking at each other like are they gonna bring donnie in or is, is it, it, donnie is it or obama is it, or yeah, what is it what yeah. year is it and we're like it's 2020 it's gonna be it's gonna be trump and then they put out this coke bottle that says because you know how they have those, oh, yeah. those funny novelty Coke bottles where you can get your name on it. Yeah. And I think for a while maybe they even did have this. Kefefe? Yeah. So yeah. it said, it said Kefefe on the Coke bottle. Was that a real Coke bottle at one point? I don't know. I, got I don't know. Coke. But yeah, that was a tweet that uh, Donald Trump once made, which I guess was yeah, misspelling like coffee. Of I think that was like legitimately a pocket tweet or a started to write and accidentally click send. But then, you know, people went nuts about it. Because yeah. it's like, what does this mean? What is? What was he trying to say? And it was then, the Trump Times. It, and then, it was pretty confusing. <laughs> yeah, well, Trump Times Part One. Remember, we got Part Two coming up yeah, the sequel yeah. soon. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a weird moment because people really went nuts about 
Kofefi, and then and then he also kind of played into it where he was like, "What does it mean? I mean, it's code. I'm always saying what I mean to say, and I've mm. got subtext and things." And people are like, "Dude, you just you just accidentally like pocket tweeted, or or maybe you were half asleep and you just t- typed it, and it didn't make any sense." Yeah. Like, high it was art, just a typo. Truly high art. Anyway, so Donald Trump, the real Donald Trump, shows up in this movie animated. Uh, they've made him extra fat. I feel like he was more rotund than he. They already. made him flatteringly mm. fat. I was looking at that as well. Like it, it was all in proportion. It was well rounded yeah. out. Yeah, he could have been muscly. I, and I like that. a fat Trump. <laughs> yeah, you know, make him fat. Yeah, make him fat. Yeah. That's fun. Like like he looks like Chris Christie or something. <laughs> and his partner yeah. it was Ivanka. Is that her name? No, that's the daughter. Uh, uh, Melania. 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 Yeah. Melania was there, and, and she had her own. It? She's brought. Her own little corgi that she puts pink lipstick on, and yeah, uh, American style corgi as well. That was the main thing. You can tell that the Belgians, what their impression of all Americans are, mm. is based on how they display um, <laughs> Trump and Melania in this. Because Trump keeps grabbing the Queen and being like, "Let's get a selfie," and taking photos with her. And you're mm. like, "I don't think that's really part." Like Trump does a lot of things that you can kind of categorize as trademarky, mm. but grabbing people and making them take selfies with him isn't really one of them. Oh, can I tell you something I wanted to trademark? And this isn't going to... It's a visual thing, so I'll describe it for the listeners. But it's when... You know when people want to like test the temperature or test the wind, which direction the wind is blowing? So they like lick, lick their, the finger, end of their finger and then they put their finger up in the air and they're yeah. like, oh, it's Jews northeast. I want to do that, but stick my finger up my nose <laughs> and then do it. <laughs> Show them all out. Yeah. But maybe it's like testing the temperature of the conversation or something. Like, well, I was just seeing, <laughs> didn't know if this was too spicy or maybe not. Maybe if you just ever get caught picking your nose in public and you can tell there's an yeah. eye on you, you just do that next <laughs> and they're like, oh, I think he's just taking the temp. Yeah, that's good. Um, so, yeah, she brings out this corgi. It's got pink lipstick on it. And the very first thing they do before even setting foot in the Buckingham Palace, well, I mean, the second thing after Trump takes a selfie with uh, Lizzie, he calls her Lizzie. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was funny. And this is all based on uh, a real time that Trump visited England and Mm -hmm. he went to the the Queen's Palace and they had a meeting and, you know, the the press went nuts about it because, you know, there's always things where you make small faux pas or like Mm. miss a cultural understanding or maybe... In Trump's case, I don't know, walk along Buckingham Palace with like toilet paper hanging off your foot or something. Yeah. I don't really remember what he did. He's got his foreskin on the outside of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> just um, his just foreskin. the foreskin. The rest is zipped up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this is how I do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, like he, did, he zipped it up. Uh, it's excruciatingly painful, but he didn't want to admit to making mistakes. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, no, it's just how we do it. It's called circumcision. That's how, how I cool down my balls. <laughs> President Trump, you are bleeding all <laughs> over the place. No, no, no I'm not. No, it's oh, it's simply... Taste the, it, put it on your chips. Simply the most beautiful say, sauce. <laughs> this is just, I'm not, no. It's Worcestershire sauce. This um, is Worcestershire sauce <laughs> from Texas. <laughs> Uh, so then they bring in this dog and the second thing they do after he takes a selfie with Lizzie is they they make the announcement that their corgi is looking for a romantic partner. Yeah. So they mm. line up the four corgis, one of which is the main, the protagonist Rex, in this played film. played by Jack Whitehall. 
Rex, played by Jack Whitehall. God, I'm glad he, I'm glad he left. Him and his dirty father and his jacking off or whatever it was he was obsessed with. Happy endings. H-E's. Um, and then one by one she goes through these these four dogs, these four corgis. Yeah. She's like, no, you're too old. One's a oh, woman. You're a woman. You I don't like. And gets to Rex, starts smelling his ass. She's like, I like this one. I want this one. This is the one for me. Yeah. And we've got basically one of those arranged marriages for diplomatic relations type series where Trump's like, great, mm. my my dogs found your dog and they're going to marry and they love each other. And that's how it's going to you know, connect England and America. Yeah, it's a real Catelyn Stark, Ramsay Bolton kind of, not Catelyn Stark, <laughs> Sansa Stark, Ramsay Bolton kind of situation. Or for the readers, Arya Stark and Ramsay Bolton. And the defining feature of Trump's dog or Melania's dog. Mm. And I, I, we should also bring up Trump famously was the first president in like 118 years to not have a dog. Mm. So he's not a dog person. Mm. So the two things that you're seeing in this movie about Trump are that he takes selfies with people, like he forces them into selfies and that he has a dog. Neither of which, again, are the defining <laughs> characteristics of Trump, of which there are many famous ones. And hey, but look, I know nobody cares or asks, but I like that Trump doesn't have a dog. <laughs> I actually like that about him. Yeah, it's refreshing to just have an outsider without a dog for once. Yeah. You know, like, oh, can I bring my dog? Like, yeah, I guess. Like, what am I going to say? No, of course you can bring your dog. Well, I will say that um, his dog does have one of his defining characteristics is that um, she doesn't understand consent <laughs> and yeah. is consistently going after uh, this dog uh, in a very aggressively sexual manner to which he says no multiple times and yes. she gets what violent with him. Yeah, so once yeah. she oh, picks, can I, can I go back picks to the, Rex? the introduction of that dog as yes, well? Yes. Yeah. He says like, go, you got many choices there. Grab them by the puppy. He said. <laughs> Does he? He said that. Yeah. Did you just think of that? No, or did no, he no. Say he that? said that. He uh, said that in the movie. I had one. I, of those. Po- I pointed it out as well. Oh, I had a complete blackout <laughs> for yeah. that moment because yeah. that's too. You good. were living in yeah. the in the like euphoria of seeing of an seeing animated Trump. Yeah. <laughs> seeing animated seeing Trump. Trump on screen in in a Belgian animation. It's very funny. So then the character, um, yes, also has the kind of same sexual assaultiness where. It's being told no, but the female is very sexually aggressive. And this is a point where we start to see maybe this is part of why critics don't like this. This is clearly a, a film for kids. And there's in the first five minutes, we're seeing basically an aggressive attempted rape for comedy purposes. Yeah. And and you can see that like you don't really want your six-year-old daughter to be watching this and, and see that that's how you should behave. Yeah, there was one very troubling moment where he'd escaped her first attempt but they were still in the same room and it's not it's not over yet as and as all of us know as victims of sex attacks mm. it's not over if you're over in the up. same room it's not over it's not yeah. over um, and this dog and it's like an upward shot of her she's sort of, sort of elevated on a platform of some like a table i guess and she's sitting on what is she sitting on it's like a it's like a toy pony or something and she's got She's got this tape in her hand and she's swinging it around like a lasso and she's just got Oh yeah. and she's got this real maniacal look on her face and she's saying gross stuff like I see you like the chase as much as I do mm-hmm. but just that one moment of her swinging this thing around like a lasso and then she flings it at him and it attaches to his ankle and she draws him in with this with Yeah, this it's tape. all the like crawling away yeah. stuff. It does remind me of a, like that's a, that's a, a like a 90s trope. Like that was a uh, like in a lot of movies. Yeah. 
the um, drag off and sexually assault. And he's actively trying to run away. And at certain points, uh, he throws um, thumbtacks all over the floor so she can't, like, get near him. Mm. And at one point, she gets, like, on top of him, holding him down, like, pinning him to the yeah. ground. And he and he manages to pick up, like, a stapler. And he's, like, trying to shoot staples at her. Like, he's... And I think he hits her in the face and she's like, wow, you really don't want this. But, you know, she's just pursuing him hardcore. Yeah. Mm. Which is what I, you want to teach like a five-year-old. You want If they like the Queen's Corgis, they better know how much that these female Corgis want to fuck. Yeah. And so we were saying this film seems a little dated even just three, four years on because, number one, the Queen has died, so... You, What's all this queen business? <laughs> We're well, I mean, this that. was this was 2019. I'm going to guess that it went into production like 2017, maybe. Yeah, whenever. Well, I reckon they watched that the news of Trump visiting Buckingham Palace, saying hi to the Queen, probably saying something slightly insulting, mm. and then and then just being like, "This is so funny. We could make a whole movie of this. We should commit 20 million dollars to animating this." So we thought at this point. Like, is this going to be the whole movie? Is the whole movie going to be about improving diplomatic relations <laughs> between the UK and the US by way of this rapey dog and the main... A marriage of kingdoms, hmm. you know. Yeah. And, and, and his wife's corgi, yeah. should I say. And is it just going to A rapey be? dog and his wife's corgi. I see what you did. <laughs> I'm proud of that one. The rapist. Um, <laughs> the, old, the old switcheroo. Well, so so she, she the the female Trump's corgi runs him into the room where Trump is having dinner with um, yeah, the so royals. Yeah, there's a long chase scene. There's um, some kind of joke there about him liking British food for being so green and watery or something yeah, like that. The Queen's like, "How do you like the dinner, Donald? Do you like the English cuisine?" And he's just eating like pea soup, but he just says like, "Yeah, it's good." <laughs> Yeah, they, they make him look pretty good there. Yeah. He has the good graces to be like, yeah. great soup, great super soup. Yeah, yeah. And, and when the dog touches his foot, he turns to the, the right of him and he's like, oh, footsies, I like that. That's fun. And she's like, what? And it's like, oh, yeah, no, he would have said something really fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But he gets tripped under the table and then flies mouth first into Donald Trump's uh, crotch. Cr crotch. Uh, and, and takes, and a, takes a, a bite as well. Being like, uh, I believe this is your corgi. No, but so he stands up, uh, oh, yeah. reacting to being bitten on the on the, on the junk, the junk yeah. and and he spits and like spills a bit of green soup on the queen, and she's like, mm. "Oh my god, what have you done?" And he's like, "I think this is your dog." Now, when Trump is commenting on the deliciousness of the green soup, he just says something like, "Oh yeah, it's good. It's really great." Mm -hmm. And I'm like, again, Trump famously says like tremendous this is the greatest thing I, like they didn't even put that in there yeah. <laughs> they like really didn't want to touch any of his real things and just make stuff up about him instead it wasn't yeah. a bad trump impression fake news yeah in fact because fake I, news. I think they yeah there's a lot of low-hanging fruit with trump and other than just doing his voice and sort of you know animating him the way that he might look it was uh, it was pretty good you know like they yeah. did they didn't fall down any of those obvious kind of Alec Baldwin esque. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Holes. I would have liked if he came in and been like, I like these dogs, small dogs, <laughs> inbred dogs. See, you know me. Eat these inbred dogs, tremendous. Uh, that, uh, that turned real, yeah. real Italian. No, but they, they <laughs> had him being a little Italian. They did. They, they didn't have the kind of old crustiness of, of Trump's like 78 year old man voice. They, they had the kind of like, Trump back in the day when he's like running the mob in Atlantic City mm, kind yeah. of guy. They were playing that version of him a bit more. 
but it was not a political movie. So if you're a huge Trump supporter and you can't stand all this woke content that makes fun of your God Emperor, you can probably enjoy the Queen's Corgi. I don't think it will put you off that much. I do no. think that, yeah, I mean, it's probably for... It's it's trying to hit such a broad audience. It's well, look, not trying to make any a broad audience. We call it yeah, yeah, anybody audience. that has even a passing interest in any monarchy is mm. uh, a racist, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so if you're watching this movie, you're a racist, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> if you know who Prince Philip is, mm. you've gone too far for me. Yeah, that's worse than what right. that dog did. <laughs> I'll head out. <laughs> yeah, take a walk. So then um, we cut to. Tires screeching. Donald Trump is off. Yeah. He's and, out of there. And the queen does get a little mad at her favorite corgi. And she says something like, you're, you're not the top. You're dog. in the doghouse. Oh, yeah. you're, you're in the, the doghouse. Dog yeah. yeah. And then, which to, um, to my mind is precisely where, the <laughs> where dog belongs. he should be. The dog palace even. Yeah. They should have a little. So I don't know what palace. his takeaway from that was because look, I, just let's just take a step back here for anybody that's not aware being in the doghouse as a human <laughs> is bad. traditionally considered it's a bad thing. Yes. It's not a good thing. But for a dog, that's that is the, standard. That's actually yeah. just like a house. It's you're not in a, the house. It's not that's an upgrade or a downgrade. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just you're in your house. Yeah, you're in your house. I feel like he should have just been like, oh shit, yeah. sick. All right, so I'll just go to <laughs> I am in the house. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah, you're in the house, bro. Um, <laughs> So then the dog uh, gets sad at the fact that the queen get mad, dog gets sad. Yeah. This, I'm just going to give you the plot That's points. That's what she should have said. <laughs> queen mad, dog sad. And then the dog has a sad realization where they're like, <laughs> oh man, queen's angry at me. Um, I think, I, I, I think I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the palace. And so this older dog, I think the older dog's called Charlie, is like, yeah, you really need to. I can show you how to sneak out. And he's like, oh, you, you've snuck out before? And he's like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you don't know about me. And that's when you get the first That's when he covers inkling. up that sticker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, his, and his Trump 2020 tattoo as well. Um, MAGA dog. Yeah. So um, th this, this is, we get, we get the first inkling that this dog is maybe bad and they the way they show us is because he has like a kind of evil face when he says there's a lot of things you don't know about me so you go oh i think this guy's a bit bad anyway they go for a walk in the park they have a very short horrific scene where they're it's all scary it's dark it's misty in this park and they see oh, yeah, some the, geese, the geese popping oh, out yeah. from behind a bush the, like zombie sequence. yeah it's like it's like evil geese but Again, it's about five seconds. Yeah, and the goose is not known as the enemy of the corgi. And it doesn't not, come back. It's yeah. not like the predator that everyone knows. If a goose sees a corgi, it'll eat it and kill mm. it. So but anyway, they, they're but scared. It's starting to feel like a road movie. Yeah. It's starting yeah. to feel like we're going to bump into a lot of kooky characters, spend five, six minutes with them, maybe some misunderstandings. Well, this this like could be the knights th that say knee. Yeah. You know, yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we realize at this point it's not just about one dog uh, – avoiding the sexual right. interest of another yeah. dog. It's mm -hmm. And it's not even going to be all about Buckingham Palace anymore. Unfortunately, they've left also, the compound. I would have thought at some point somebody would have said in the movie Buckingham Palace. Oh, oh that's God good. damn it, man. dude. That's actually good. That. I'm going to fire on Buckingham Palace now. Yeah. No, I, I, as in a video game. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in the video game. In, a vi in the video game of my life. Um, <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want someone to find that recording and go... <laughs> Exhibit A, Your Honor. He did it. When I do it. Yeah. That's why we end every sentence on this podcast by saying allegedly. Allegedly. Or in the spirit of humor. Heath, <laughs> Heath allegedly. 
Heath Ledgedly. Heath Ledgedly died. Heath Ledgedly. I took too many of my prescription medications. <laughs> um, alleg- Heath Ledgedly. Um, anyway, so this is the real Mufasa and Scar moment. Yes. We're walking across a bridge, yeah. We're walking across a bridge. And, um, and Jack Whitehall is like looking back at Buckingham Palace. You can see it from this bridge. And he's like, I think I should go home. And we're going, yeah, you've been gone for about two and a half minutes. Yeah. You could turn around and go home. You're less than a block away. And then his uh, his friend Charlie is standing behind him on this bridge and saying things like, "Oh, I don't think you'll be going anywhere." So, do you <laughs> think that the geese's plot, like the reason they were included in the plot, was as a sort of red herring to signify that um, these two, Charlie and Rex, had a common enemy and that they were bonded by this difficult yet very brief experience? No, I think it was just to be like things outside of the palace can be scary. I think that was actually like a cut thing. I think that they had, they set up that the world was going to be scary and then they were like, let's just put all those ideas into one setting because we don't have to, we can return to it. We don't have to do so many assets. And put all the weird fucked up shit into the um, the dog shelter, which we'll get to. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, what happens on this bridge? Yeah. He so he falls he falls onto an ice river. Well, hold on. He gets kicked. He gets kicked into a, <laughs> onto an ice river. Charlie gives him Charlie the old. Kicks him. Um, he's like, oh, you want to go home, do you? Mm. This is Sparta. Yeah. <laughs> and kicks him onto uh, a frozen river under the bridge, and then pushes a brick. Yeah, like a concrete there. paver. Mm-hmm. To, and then to break the ice, break the ice. So his foot gets stuck in the like. He goes a, underwater. Yeah, into like freezing a, a, cold. A wheel of a bicycle. He's stuck in his one of the little um, spokes. Spokes. His, um, and he's drowning, and it's quite it's horrific. Kind of distressing. Yeah. yeah, and he does manage to pop up for a second to get his kind of two front paws on the ice, and and kind of yell for help but he titanics out but he titanic slides out he's too cold but someone's walking past a human being and they see him and that someone fantasy sequence as well while he's yeah true so he 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 fully drowns underneath there and he goes into this kind of avatar the way of water yeah um and he's in like this giant kind of bioluminescent onion that the queen is in and he's Mm. seeing um he's seeing his favorite green jelly Mm. which we didn't mention but he uses like flubber to step into and walk upside down on walls at some time when that happened in the movie i said um I said, oh, uh, Flubber called. They want their Robin Williams alive, which, you know, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a good it call. Got, it got a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I like the, the end of that um, that fantasy sequence was a quite a funny little segue. So it ends with him yeah. being in the arms of Queen Elizabeth and yeah. then Queen Elizabeth is like, it's time for your suppository. And then he's like, oh, I can't wait. And then she starts and he's like, wait, what suppository? And he wakes up and he's in the vet clinic. Yeah. And then he get, and then he says something like, oh, you've touched me somewhere where I don't like. Like the implication yeah, like, of it being. Oh, there. you've definitely like crossed a line there. Or something, yeah, yeah. Something like that. And he's holding his hands on his butt as well. And so he's woken uh-huh. up in the vet and she was obviously putting something into his bottom. Yeah, why yeah. is there so many of these jokes? I mean, I think what the, the moral of this is, it doesn't matter what you do, eventually somebody's going to fuck with your, your anus your anus or your balls or something. Like, yeah, I did. As soon as I started this podcast, whether it's on a, a regular basis, I figured yeah. that out. Whether it's the rogue dog of <laughs> your... It's going to bite you yeah. when you're <laughs> drinking soup. Anyway, so they after the vet, he basically gets put into a kind of a pound, right? Or I don't know if it's still at the vet, but it's a it's a doggy prison with other 
wayward dogs mm-hmm. and he gets introduced to them and of course he's like oh the queen will be here soon they'll find me and they'll they'll come and pick me up and and then other people are coming through and looking at dogs to adopt and there's that mm. moment where some of them are like please adopt me and they're like oh, not you not you and he gets introduced to some of the dogs there and they are important because they a few of them stay with him for the rest of the movie but he does see over this window the pink hat of the queen that kind mm. of famous pink hat and, uh, and he goes, oh, she's finally here. And then um, someone walks in and then we do like a pan from their feet up to their face. And it is someone wearing like a nice queenish dress and it's, hat. It's, what, it's a queen's outfit on like a- A man a, with a, a beard. A male figure, yeah, with a beard, but lipstick. But makeup and, as well. And makeup. So, so you could call them a transgender, perhaps maybe a crossdresser, possibly maybe a non-binary, just a, yeah, non-binary person. But, but they have no lines, like so we don't really know. A, a man wearing the queen's gear. Yeah, it's true. They don't have any lines, so you know they didn't go to the lengths of casting somebody for this. Yeah. to have a voice. They didn't give yeah. this person a voice. That's right. I mean, to be fair. I, can, I mean, and they did use them as a joke, it. though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. I don't know what joke. the joke was, but they they certainly used them. They weren't trying to make a comment about trans people, or if they were, I mean, they were being referred to as he's by the dogs. So unless yeah. these dogs are misgendering a, a person <laughs> in a movie, and so the Rex character. Like the Rex character's like, oh, that's not the queen. Like now I'm not interested in being adopted by them. But this other little dog is like, oh, I am. I'm, I'm very excited. And then that dog pees itself mm. near the feet of this person. And then that person who's wearing like nice high heel pink shoes uh, is now disgusted by the dog and then leaves without saying a word. So, Which says to me that non-binary people cannot stand dogs, dogs. that urinate. No. They just can't. Block up those, those pisses. Yeah. And I think also the dog referred to that person as him like yeah. six times yeah. as well. Yeah, exactly. This little transphobic dog. So if you we're expected to to relate to this dog. I mean, um, what's the what's the I'm bigger ally. what's the bigger faux pas in that scenario? Misgendering <laughs> somebody or peeing on their foot? Um, probably the misgendering, right? Probably because if I pissed on someone's foot, I could definitely puppy dog my ways out. Yeah, way yeah. out of that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, you just say you just say that you've got some sort of like liver cancer and you have no control over your bladder. You can get you out of almost any situation. Yeah, yeah. You might go. You have to have brain cancer. Yeah. To misgender. I somebody. use it when I get pulled over. Anything. Anyway, so what happens at this point is we do cut back to Buckingham Palace, and at this point they're like, "Oh no, Rex isn't here." Like they go to feed the dogs in the morning, and they realize he's not there. Charlie, of course, is back and not telling anyone what happened. Um, and we should also say Charlie's really jealous of Rex because Rex is the top dog. That's oh, yeah. like that's the whole that's thing the, of the movie. The whole but I mean, I, I will say like until we get back to Buckingham Palace, his whole thing is just playing up that he should be top dog and framing uh, uh, his disappearance, Rex's disappearance as. Fox murder. Yes. Foxes. Yes. Ah, yeah. So the queen gets really sad and they have like a funeral. They have a tombstone that says RIP Rex. And she's, she's, oh yeah, they, they're looking for him all through the gardens first. And then um, Charlie's like, oh, I found something over here. Some, some, the dogs can talk to each other. We can hear them, but the humans can't hear the dogs. That's, it's one of those movies, right? So the dogs are always speaking in English. And then the humans are being like, oh, aren't you a cute little thing? But I can't hear you. Anyway, so they Charlie's like, come over here. I found something. And he's like drawn an outline in blood or probably tomato sauce of mm. Rex the dog. And he's left clues that imply a fox came and killed the dog. And so then they're sad. They have the funeral. 
And they are under the assumption for the rest of the movie that Rex has died and therefore Charlie will be the next in line for top the, dog. The next top dog. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what does he do? He gets picked up or he goes... Now he's yeah. in the... When they're in prison, the pee, they, the they can easily the escape prison. There's one little dog that can like go under a bucket and like let everyone out. So they all go... Oh, yeah. They meet that little dog who announces that there's not... A, he's like, here are the three rules. Don't wake a sleeping dog or, you know, let sleeping dogs lie. Mm-hmm. Um, don't eat from a dog's bowl, which is not as clever as let sleeping dogs lie. And also there is no fight club, which he says yes. like four more times. Yeah, yeah. Which we thought was just a reference to fight club. Yeah, yeah. You, f- f- rule, rule one of fight club, you don't talk about fight club, right? So that's what they're doing. Of course, you know, six-year-old kids that would be watching this movie, probably not familiar with David Finch's 1999 adult mm. violent <laughs> film. Um, but that's not the first and only reference to violent adult films that get made in this movie that there's no way the audience is intended for. So I guess it's just those jokes for the parents or the idiots that do podcasts about 0% movies. <laughs> Could be. Um, we, we are told about the Fire Club. We're given no other knowledge for 10 or 15 minutes. But um, I'll say that 10 or 15 minutes. I think they go back to Buckingham Palace. They do all of that boring shit. They're cutting away, they, yeah, yeah. And then they've got the, the Chihuahua sequence where they're just unlocking all the cages. Yeah. That's when he's getting introduced to everyone as well. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, this guy, he used to be an actor, a, an actor dog, and now he's He kind looks of, like yeah. Beethoven. Yeah, he sounds a bit like Ian McKellen or something. He's yeah. got like that kind of gravitas old English. Oh, there's a mech, there's a chihuahua who yeah. is uh, voiced by somebody who's doing a Mexican accent, like a Mexican-American accent. I did check that. Oh, and then there was one joke we did like, remember, where they say, that guy over there, he used to be the best sniffer dog at Heathrow until he got too good at it. Yeah. yeah. That and was really weird. And he's yeah. sort of like a Matthew McConaughey in True Detective season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Going too deep. Or a Matthew McConaughey in um, Dallas Buyers Club, where he also goes too deep. I want to go, I want to watch that movie, to be honest. And Matthew McConaughey dog is just <laughs> yeah. like. I just, I keep finding it. I'm just too good. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll bark, I'll bark, I'll bark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. I was trying to think of one. I don't have one, guys. Yeah. Can we uh, pause the podcast till I get one? Life is and like we're it. back. <laughs> Time is a flat bark. <laughs> <laughs> Could have said dog bowl. <laughs> Come yeah, on. Hey, can we just cut so I can have another go? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then they go to they go to the fight club. That's the important part. They go to this underground fight club, and there's and there's like a real big kind of like classic British boxing coach type dog. He's muscly. He yeah, is. and he's like, "All right, guys, let's put your bets in. I've got this guy, and he's fighting this guy, and they're betting like doggy treats and stuff." I reckon people who like dogs. I mean, look, I don't dislike dogs. American people that like dogs would just like these movies. Like, oh, there's that breed of dog. Like, yeah. How are you guys with breeds of dogs? I've been on this bl- this crazy big blue marble of ours that we call Earth for 31 <laughs> years. And I think I know. Yeah, I'm like, like you. I, I, I know the do names like three of, them, of them, but I wouldn't be able to match any of them. I, yeah. I know a good amount of dogs. Um, I, I mean, I, match I, I really like dogs. On site? I mean, maybe. I don't know. I feel like the, the match ba- that big dog. bad guy is like a... Like a, a pit, bull, pit bull, you would say. Maybe a mastiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon if someone said, "Can you name ten breeds of dogs?" I might be able to get to ten. Yeah. But if someone said, "Can you link those up with these pictures of them?" I reckon I'd get like three or four. But yeah. okay, so the big 
the big quiet one, right? He shares the cell with Rex. Okay. Um, the one who doesn't say anything, but, yeah, but he's huge. I knew what would happen with him because he's a boxer. Oh, so oh he was going boxer. to punch someone later. I've yeah. heard of box terrier. Is that something different? That's a, a real that's a fox terrier. Is a box terrier also a thing? I, oh, think, I think a box terrier would be a cross between a boxer and a fox terrier. Okay, I'm hoping so. That's pretty much what they oh, do. They this just is, this is like a tongue twister. Words, this yeah. is like a Dr. Seuss tongue twister. It's like <laughs> yeah. fox in socks and knocks on box. <laughs> fox in socks and knocks on clock. Chicks with bricks come. Chicks with blocks <laughs> don't come. Say it, don't Chicks say with it. bricks don't and blocks and clocks come. Six sick yeah. chicks tick. Six sick <laughs> chicks talk. <laughs> you know, like I can go on. Yeah, well, you don't have to. Okay, so so when when all the dogs get let out of their cages at night, they, they go, go to downstairs to a fight club. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's fully intense. Like it's it's like dark, moody lighting. There's yeah, like what dogs are they about the, to rip each other up. They fire up the furnaces, so there's yeah. actual fire there. Yeah, yeah. And they actually do like they they beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. But they also have like an introduction. Well, there's like two a, two important things happen. One yeah. of them is that the dogs that have escaped the pound to to go to this fight. There's one the really big one is that the boxer that you're talking about, the one who's no quiet. no he's the he's the uh, I think a pit bull, I, I would say. And so the the guy who runs the fight says like, when are you gonna get involved, you big oh you big dog and yeah. he's like i don't i'm not that kind of dog like i don't fight i'm a pacifist or he doesn't mm. say that but that's the implication he's not interested in fighting he's got he's got parkinson's from his <laughs> career as a boxer yeah he's like you're so big and i want you to fight anyway then 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 they also introduce the jessica rabbit of the story the lola yeah. bunny of the story who's yeah. called wanda the dog and she's just sort of riffing uh, lines like ja- a jazzy number. <laughs> she does like a cabaret act, right? Yeah. Like she swings in, everyone's eyes are, ma- mouths agape, eyes bulging. You know, she's like the hottest and the only female dog in the whole story. And hmm. so- You know it, it would have been good if they had that old Looney Tunes dog with the knife and fork, like banging his his cutlery on the table, like whistling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's just in the background. That would have been really funny. And so <laughs> she does this kind of jazz song introduction where she's singing but it just felt like the music was added in she wasn't singing a famous song but she was she was referencing something about dogs the the line was like a something that we'd know i can't remember what it was. you're ready to catch my tail um, yeah something like if you're a dog and you like the smell of my ass yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so she's doing it in that sultry jazzy way where she's walking around and She's doing, you know, everyone in the place is in love with her mm. and she makes eyes with Rex. Um, but then I think we find out that she belongs to or at least has uh, a crush, someone has a crush on her, which is the, the boxing guy, like the, the scary looking um Well, she brings him, yeah. She brings him his bowl of food mm. is her thing. Right. So but the, all the other dogs are being like, she's so hot. It's like he... So... The, Rex now lives in the in this prison, right? So yeah. it's it's basically a very this is the lowest social strata of the dog world. Yeah, he's we're, living we're in Oz. They're living in the council flats. Yeah. yeah, and so the boxer is like head of he runs the game. He's mm-hmm. got like the the weed business going for, yeah, for yeah, the whole yeah. council flats. She's his side bitch. 
quite literally. Sure. Um, she wears like a pink, if she was a human, she'd wear like a pink tracksuit. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It would like say juicy. Blonde. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. she's got that EastEnders yeah, accent. Like, Leave it out. Yeah, she'd yeah. be saying all the time. Mm. When she's singing, she's like, oh, baby, yeah, you love me. But then she's like, come on, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Out of necessity. Whoa. Where are me ciggies? She, she's Carla Delevingne in that London Fields movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah she's exactly that character. <laughs> yeah, out of necessity. I like that we're referencing movies that we've seen for the pod <laughs> that no one else has seen. Go back and listen to London yeah. Fields. Or even watch our clip where we talk about it on YouTube, Truly Rum Potatoes podcast. So I like to imagine that historically, like her backstory is that she's just paired up with this guy and her two cronies because, you know, they're strong, they protect her. Um, who knows? Maybe he's even got a big dick. And... <laughs> And now she meets a person who has, or a dog that has a bit of substance who might just change things. And probably like a medium-sized dick. I had I had problems with this as well because the medium-sized dick dog, Rex, is also from the highest possible social standing in, yeah. in, in England. He, he's and part he's bragging of the royal about family. His, bragging about his breeding as well. Yeah, he's coming in there. He's like, I'm going to win this wonder woman away from this poor... This poor boxer who's got nothing else going on in his life except for the that fight huge club. Huge dick as well. And his huge dick. <laughs> but it, because he's a mudblood. Because he's a mudblood. Anyway, so that's where we're at at the moment is that he's interested. He's very interested in this wonder. But yeah, I think Rex is starting to like, he's got so much, trying to spit so much game that he's like eating from the dog bowl of mm. like the big dog. Yeah. And he gets his ass handed to him in like the yard in front of everyone, but everyone's like, "Oh, you're, you're, you're like lucky to be alive." But again, like it's been, it, you know what? It has been like an hour since we've watched this, and it's already fading on me. Yeah, well, what yeah. Like from there, I don't even think he was scared of those. The two times he gets beaten up by the the dog, he's like, mm. "Okay, yeah." Well. But it's remember, like, oh. he. He gets pulled into fighting that dog because of um, the big boxer guy is like, stop trying to ask Wanda to date you because he's yeah. openly doing it. And then finally he's like, you know what? Which is fair You're enough. You're going to have to fight in my fight club Every, and I'm going to fight you. Yeah. Totally within reason. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got this girl who's been standing by his side and getting his dog bowl and stuff. And maybe she's not happy about it, but hey, we're in prison. Who's yeah. happy? Yeah. And so then this guy just comes along. He's like, hey, I'm from the royal family. I'm going to change the whole dynamic of this place. And I'm also going to take your bitch. All of <laughs> these characters are in London Fields as well. That's the crazy part. If yeah. Like there's, there's a rich I'm not being misogynistic when I say bitch as well. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's li literal. Yeah. Um, and then w when he gets pulled into the fight club, all his little doggy friends from the dog pound are like, we're going to have to train you up. So we get a Rocky style montage mm. and they specifically re mention Rocky. That's right. And then they're like, you're going to have to fight like Rocky. And then someone goes, well, Rocky loses that fight. And they're like, no, 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 Rocky too. And Again, a movie from 1977 <laughs> yeah. and 79. It was yeah. all lost on me. And as I said, I've been on this crazy <laughs> big blue marble of ours that we call Earth for, what, 31 years. I'm a, I'm a big Rocky fan. And what I will say is that they kill the montage uh, um, in those movies. And this movie's montage, fuck, it sucked. Yeah, and it's a it's montage where instead of, someone, instead of someone actually getting better at fighting, as they do in these montages usually... It, this just shows us that Rex is totally not cut out for it. So we get about 22 um, visual gags in a row of him doing a different type of training and being bad at it. Whether yeah. it's punching the speed bag, some resistance training. Yeah. It just ends with him flopping on the ground and, and, and being bad at it. And then his friends are like, okay, we're going to need a plan B. Uh, when you get in there, look for the closest exit and run. So that's his plan. He's that not going to fight. 
But what ends up eventuating is that... No, no, I think he says, wait for an opening and, and then run. T- yeah, and that's, take it. That's pretty, that's pretty funny. <laughs> and then what happens is they all, um, all the little doggies get together and they kind of stand up with Rex against this boxing guy. Mm. And so he's like, yeah, fine, I'll take you all on. But then our big, quiet, giant dog who finally steps in, who said he wouldn't fight earlier, says, and me too. And oh, then yeah, I yeah. think then even the big dog is like, all right, finally, I'll fight you as well. And he punches our guy in the face to like one of those ones where you punch the biggest guy and they just don't even react. It does nothing to them. Mm. And so we're like, oh, this guy that's on our side, our big dog didn't even get hurt by that punch. And then he punches back mm. and he flattens this bully knocks five of his teeth out. Mm. They roll out of his mouth as he like slumps under the ground. Mm. And I guess we're meant to celebrate like what turned into a pretty heinous act of violence. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, but we are, we, we are conflating two scenes because the fight club scene gets interrupted because they turn off the power during a football game. Oh yeah, Wanda. And they put him away. Wanda yeah. saves him. But honestly, that's just to make the, the thing go longer because <laughs> as soon as they get out into the yard, that's exactly what happens. It happens. You, you yeah. don't miss anything. Yeah, for some <laughs> reason, the fight doesn't happen in the fight club. It just happens outside. Oh yeah, it's because yeah. they need the scene in between where they're all in their cells and he gives the, the rousing training. speech. Yeah, and, but it, and all the training montage. But it is pretty oh, horrifying. Oh, that happens all before that. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah so yeah. he's already got them together. Yeah. Right. But okay. when the Beethoven dog punches um, the boxer, um, like, or no, I mean, the whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. Anyway, when the dog punches the other dog and there's just like dog <laughs> teeth everywhere. Yeah. It's like, that's like horrifying. Like if, yeah. if you owned a dog pound and you came out and you could see someone's either like kicked or punched a dog in the face yeah. so much that it's like lost teeth and is bleeding. It's, I don't know. Yeah, you would assume a human came in and yeah. like abused that dog. And dog abuse is not funny, Morgan. It's Stop not, it. Well, it's you not need, on. You need Stop to, it is not on. Well, I just think it's funny to hear a man <laughs> say when the dog punches the other dog and there's <laughs> dog teeth everywhere. I just think it's very funny because that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Anyway, there's not much else that happens in the plot. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the, all the characters well, then the other thing? work like to get Rex We home. had that feeling when those, when, oh, remember the glory days when the geese were attacking <laughs> from yeah, yeah, that was yeah. sick. And we thought like, here we go, a bit of an Alice in Wonderland. Like, yeah, we're going to meet fish some people, water. fish out of water, go around an adventure, pick up new members of the crew as we go along. Yeah. All that happens is he gets himself incarcerated for <laughs> three quarters of the movie and then all of the characters are in that one location and then yeah. they escape. So it turns into a great escape movie, but, and when, but they can escape the yeah. whole time. And when they escape, they basically just go straight back to Buckingham Palace. They're like, all right, Rex, let's go to your home. Yeah. And so Rex goes home and there's no real fanfare or anything and he's, and he's catching up with his friends and of course, his evil friend Charlie walks in and he's like, Oh, that's Charlie. He tried to kill me. He kicked me off this bridge. I nearly drowned. And Charlie's going, What? No, I didn't do that. And he's just very badly lying about it. Mm. And then Charlie's denying it. And then finally, Charlie goes, like, Hey, what? Because Wanda's there. Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey, Wanda, you should look in that cupboard over there for something like there's evidence or whatever oh yeah and then, i missed and, this part yeah and then rex is like oh it might be a trap and she opens the cupboard and just like it's filled to the brim with kind of merchandise that was all about rex because he mm. was a very popular queen yeah. corgi as yeah. as we know His that's why they made a movie mugs. about him 
And so there's mugs and balls and candles. Is this true? Is Rex stuff. a real one? I don't know if Rex okay. is, but no, the, the Queen's Corgi in general does get, yeah. I guess, a lot of press in Europe. Mm. Um, They're all dead by the time that that movie came out. <laughs> so then what happens is Wanda gets crushed by like a mountain of merchandise and um, Rex is under there as well. And then Charlie lights it on fire and he's going to burn them alive, including yeah. probably take down the whole palace, but literally burn and kill them. And that's where the movie like really steps into its groove. Yeah, he's got a Zippo lighter. So he walks off <laughs> after setting this fire and goes into this ceremony. He, yeah, which he, is a coronation ceremony. That for has an escal- a red yeah. escalator that turns into a travelator that's just like taking him down this red carpet, yeah. an automatic red carpet. And then, right. the, and then he goes on this little portable like six steps to stand up close to the queen who doesn't have to then bend down to put like a little tiara or whatever those things are called. It's a special collar. Yeah, yeah the right. special the dog, dog, dog collar. collar. Yeah, so so Charlie's about to get that, and the other dogs do help stall it for a second. Yeah, Rex, they, they help infiltrate the the palace because they but, need to get past the. But well, not just that, but the, the other two corgis are present during the ceremony, and mm. the male guy is like to the female corgi. He goes like, "Check this shit out," <laughs> and he picks up the golden collar from the little poofy mm. pillow that it's sitting on, to, yeah. waiting to be presented, and he throws it under the chair. Less than a meter away, <laughs> yeah, and so just that to buys buy them, them just enough, just four time. and a half seconds from when they take what should be the ring-bearing pillow, but they like, oh shit, it's empty. Where where to go? Oh, it's just over there. Like yeah. it would it would be about four and a half seconds. Quite a devious it. little thing for this character, but it's to just do. enough time for us to be cutting away to what's happening with Rex, which is that he has saved Wanda by grabbing all these balloons and making a kind of up-style helium lifting. Uh, box uh, mm. that she that he's put her in she's like unconscious because it's all smoky and fiery and so she kind of comes to as she's being floated away and she's like oh you got to jump on too rex and he's like there's not enough room for both of us we get the titanic situation with the uh with the door in the water and he's like you know leave me to die but i'm saving your life and now here's a fun question for you guys would you rather die in your sleep as she was while a whole room is burning down around you or would you prefer to be woken up by the fact that you're smoking, that there's smoke and you cough so you wake up and then fight your way out but fail and then die? Yeah, I think I'd probably go to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Good. Sen- sen- <laughs> sensible w- answer. You were worried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how come when you just asked me that, you asked me in Jigsaw's voice? <laughs> Is that what it was? Can we, can we remove that in post? Can we get rid of that in post? Um, Jigsaw should just do Would You Rathers. I want to play a game. <laughs> would you rather eat a diarrhea sandwich made from your grandma's no, ashes? Not another one! <laughs> or would you rather have a video televised of you banging your own sister? Just feed me the sandwich! <laughs> uh, dude, I'm not going to actually do uh, these yeah. things. It's just a question. <laughs> what are you, fucked? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like judgmental Jigsaw. That's a, that's a yeah, fun... Judgmental Jigsaw. Been like, Whoa, you, you seem really fucked up. Can't yeah. believe you were actually going to do that. <laughs> How would I get your grandma's diarrhea? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so then, anyway, Wanda flies out. She see, She's floating above the gardens of the Buckingham Palace. She sees some of the other dogs that are there to help. She's like, Rex is in there. 
They go and help. They manage to, uh, right before the collar gets put onto Charlie that would officially designate him royal top dog, Rex, um, well, one of the other dogs jumps in, grabs it with their mouth out of the queen's hand. And I then, think it's Wanda, yeah. And then, yeah, and then Rex shows up and she's like, oh my God, you're alive. Um, and that's, I mean, that's basically the end of the movie. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, so then, then the queen comes in and is like, I'm going to adopt all of you. And it's yeah. so good. Oh, that's where you went. You're alive, Rex. You were looking for love. Um, oh, it's like, yeah, we'll, you got good we'll take you in. You've got really yeah. good take Wander in. And then it's like, oh, yeah. And, and Prince Philip is going like, are we really going to take all these dogs in? Like, and should I get the guards oh, to get rid Also, of them? earlier on when they were <laughs> in bed together... <laughs> Prince Philip, and this was after Rex was dead. Yeah, yeah. I was like wondering in, to, about this. To their knowledge, Rex was dead. Yeah. And he's reading a book called How to Kill My Dog. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange because Philip doesn't like Rex either just because he's a bit of a troublemaker. But why he would be reading a book called How to Kill My Dog once they've got rid of Rex. Yeah, he's already gone. Uh, assumed to be dead at this point. It was like a weird visual gag that didn't really make sense. Maybe he was no trying sense. to get into the mind of a dog killer into another <laughs> in another <laughs> cut of the movie, which again, sounds pretty good. So what, at the end, she adopts all these dogs. And, and Charlie gets the top dog Charlie collar. Charlie gets the top dog collar. He's left in the dark room by himself. And then they're like, oh, don't worry. He, does, he doesn't know what he's in for. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, they're all like, well, Charlie's still got the collar. Like, is everything going to be okay? He's top dog. And, and Rex, Jack Whitehall, is like, <laughs> he doesn't know what that means. And yeah. it's not what you'd think. And we're going like, what the hell yeah, does it mean? Like, you said you've this is the one thing you've wanted all movie. But then we find out that the top dog collar means you are the one who must have sex with Trump's dog. Because <laughs> yeah, we see that limousine out the front again. Trump's dog is in there. It's not even a limousine. Just it's like a VW bug, but it's gold. <laughs> but it's yeah, like oh, was it gold? gold. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. I imagine the gold part. It was either gold or a limousine. Trump would go gold limousine, but he wouldn't go bug. Trump uh, Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so then they and then they ride off into the sunset together, which to me, like I pointed out when we were watching it, we already had the scene where she rejected three of the four corgis. Yeah, she'd specifically she said, said no like, to this no, guy, not to this Charlie. One. Yeah. So the the notion that all one has to do as the dog is to achieve top dog status. And then Trump's and, dog will love And then love Trump's you. dog will... That's yeah. not how But again, works. he's just like, no, please. And she's like dragging him into the thing. He's looking out the window, like screaming for his life as he's about to be fornicated with against his will. And that's... Which we decided to stop doing in cartoons a little while and, ago. And also we've eased off doing it in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Started with cartoons, but that's the way that was going to start again. Ended with Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, cartoons always lead the way. So there we have it, The Queen's Corgi, an animated comedy film about yeah. the Queen's Corgi Rex. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched it. We spent an hour and a half watching this for you fucks. We did it <laughs> so you didn't have to. But this time you have to do it. And it's Australia's hardest podcast, Truly Rotten Potatoes. Did, did we like this movie, guys? Yeah. Should we give it a score? We should also say Hayden's not here because he has COVID-19. He's got covid for the nineteenth time, yeah, yeah, he's got he, he's he's sous vide his. Have we already done this this bit on the podcast about how it would be funny if COVID nineteen had like all these earlier versions that were stronger than it, like how the androids in Dragon Ball Z 
when when you get, get to weaker? you start yeah you start with Android twenty and twenty one who is like the oh, yeah, one of them's yeah, a bit yeah. rotund and the yeah, other yeah, one's yeah. an old man then seventeen eighteen are like yeah real and sixteen killers. is like once you get to Android five it's like the most difficult thing you, you can get to yeah 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 so COVID nineteen I just is, like to, I like, like to imagine Android sort 19. of like Android yeah. nineteen and it's gonna get worse <laughs> as you go backwards in time yeah it doesn't make doesn't happen. <laughs> well, it's the same thing as I was saying yesterday about the Pokemon gym leaders. Do you think Brock knew that he was the easiest, shittiest gym leader? Yeah, because he was so bad that he gets beaten by a 10-year-old kid on like day one Yeah, who lives in the town next door. So he'd be like, dude, a 10-year-old just came up, creamed my Onyx, destroyed <laughs> me. I think I'm going to just go with that guy now. I think that he is also dealing with like a chronic... Like porn addiction. Well, he's yeah, he's, he's rapey. rock hard. Yeah. He's Brock hard. <laughs> rock hard. Uh, yeah, but isn't that isn't gym. that odd to you, Mitch? That you're like imagine imagine your job is defending a gym, and you've got all these badges that you're meant to give if people can beat you, but it's meant to be like someone has. It's like getting a new color in your belt in yeah. karate or something. Well, right? I can't even remember if there is actually like do, they don't call it the first gym, right? They they call it just the the, the, the rock, rock gym. gym. Yeah. So it's only within our experience of playing the games and watching the TV show that he happens to, we go through that sequence, but yeah. it's not necessarily like the order that you would do it. Like if I lived over in Saffron city, yeah, you, I wouldn't, I would start wouldn't with the Saffron first. gym. Yeah. Yeah. But they, which Saffron, is fucked up because, because it's way harder. It's to way harder. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But also just the fact that you're like my job, I live here and I work here mm. is defending this gym and 10 year olds that started yesterday mm. or last week are beating me. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to just hang out with that kid yeah, for the rest yeah. of my life. The gym game in in that city, in Pewter City, was just so low, like yeah. so easy to get into. You just like need you a just, water Pokemon yeah. as well. You just apply, apply on Gumtree for this. Yeah, like, yeah come, <laughs> and, come and do the gym stuff. It's casual role. You, got, like, you got something rock? You got anything rock? Yeah, yeah. work from home whenever you <laughs> want. Like don't even... You know, like half. To be honest, mate, like most of the previous gym leaders haven't really shown it. Like we just, it's just kind of ceremonial. Yeah. We give the badges out. Yeah, the, so the kids. You know, anybody, anybody who puts in a, <laughs> anybody, anyone that puts in the effort can get a badge. Um, Declan's microphone just jumped. I'm off still the good, man. I just, really I just, just got pulled it off. Uppercutted. Yeah. <laughs> That's the important part. And so, in light of all of those facts, what I would you give, give this the Queen's one Corgi out of ten? A three point. No, that's too generous. So. No, that's two genitals. No, I think that you're right. Yeah, three point eight. The three point eight. That's going in the system. I'm going three point seven. You're you're right. It because we had fun. Yeah, right. and there's a lot of these that you just yeah. There's a real slog. This one was. I'm gonna give it higher than that, boys. Could have moved it a bit higher than that. I'm yeah, gonna go like a solid. 5.1. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I actually thought the animation was pretty it good. Really good. Like yeah. I mean it's it's good but it's not like it's it's obviously it's not, not Pixar suck my level. Dick <laughs> it's it's suck my kiss level. It's it's nineties chili peppers. It's clear that it had a budget, but like it was so generic looking. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like home brand. But I wouldn't I wouldn't watch these movies unless I had kids and I and I was forced to oh, at yeah. gunpoint by those kids. Yeah. But I yeah, I actually thought like all the lighting and shading and stuff was good. The the kind of physics were in that fun way of what I assume is either DreamWorks or like DreamWorks knockoffs. Yeah. So there's a few really good companies that do 
the animation. There's obviously Pixar is like the kind of gold standard. DreamWorks mm-hmm. is up there. Illumination. They have the new Mario movie. They do the minions and stuff. Yeah. That's more like this. It's like a got it's got a kitty bounce to it, like the way the characters move and stuff. I was gonna do um like a three D hentai production company. <laughs> Call it Wet Dreamworks. Hey. hey. Okay. Just call it Wetworks. Wetworks. Yeah, I guess guess that it kind of dismantles the pun. Yeah. (laughs) 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 That's what we're here for. What are you doing, man? What about Wetworks? (laughs) Anyway, I I actually thought it was was pretty good. And and for $20 million, I mean, obviously, that's a lot of money compared to what Mitch makes annually um, post-tax. But in, in (laughs) in film budget wise... It's it's not that high, and like I reckon this Mario movie that's about to come out is like a hundred million dollars plus. Like, oh, yes, yeah, there's a big difference. So for that, it stood out. I did notice when they had the fire and when they had the part where he was shooting the water hose to put the fire out. I'm like, oh, the liquid sims aren't that great. The smoke uh-huh. sims aren't that great. I had the yeah, s- same thought about the s- about the s- Sims. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also the fact that they wrote that scene. I feel you know what? Can I take mine down to a two point seven? <laughs> You're allowed to because I'm feeling generous. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm feeling genitals in my hands yeah, right now. Because this movie was actually written by, uh, by grade it? A morons, yeah. um, um, which they didn't, wouldn't get a grade A for that. I just no feel way. like, Mitch, I know <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long time since we did an episode, but you're saying 2.7. That is lower than so many bad movies. No, I said three. He, he said I just said oh, you yeah, yeah, yeah. 2.7. So that's worse than you gave A Thousand Words with Eddie Murphy. It's oh, worse than you it. gave oh, Cabin I, Fever. I it's about words. what you gave Max. Steel. It's worse than you gave Precious Cargo. You know what? In comparison to those, they did have more fun with this. Yeah, and, uh, that's you're right. I'm keep thinking. keep it as is. Keep it as is. Well, what was as is? I dropped uh, three point seven. Okay, three point seven. Okay, I can do that. I loved Thousand Words. I wish Thousand I Words was pretty funny. Oh, uh, so oh, actually, I think it stopped being funny, and that's why <laughs> I hated it. Um, yeah, it could, because it was funny, and then Eddie Murphy wasn't allowed to talk. For yeah. Oh yeah, you're like that's one of yeah that was one of the worst things you could do to that's a movie. All you can do is silence the si- silence Eddie say. Murphy. It's weird that I don't remember the movies like what happens in a lot of these truly run potato movies, but I do remember the psychic damage I received from them. Yeah, yeah, the feeling of it. Yeah, just being like my stomach hurt this time because. <laughs> All right, well, it's really great to have done another episode. We only have a handful of films left, so I'm going to quickly just go through the list of what we have remaining that we haven't done yet. Okay. We have Gotti from 2018. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's going to yeah. be a fucking banger. We have John Henry from 2020. I don't know anything about that one. We have another 2020 movie that I saw on Netflix that I nearly watched accidentally once until I was like, why does this name sound familiar? And then I quickly looked it up and I was like, that's a zero percenter. That's yeah, where yeah, I've yeah. seen that one. <laughs> and that one's called The Last Days of American Crime. Oh, oh yeah. That no, sounds I, fun. I yeah. That. Oh, I, I heard it's 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 not even fun. That's why. What yeah. is it set 9,000 years in the future? Because oh, I'll tell you, Americans got a lot of crime. have gone wild. <laughs> Guns. <laughs> They've got a, a 2020 movie. So there's three 2020 movies we got left. Mm-hmm. Left. The, the other one's called Hard Kill. I don't know anything about it. Mm. Uh, it has a Bruce Willis in it, so I think it might be similar to Precious Cargo. And this is Bruce Willis right up to the point where he was Able to about talk. to retire for aphasia, which I believe they are now saying is... Faith. Full on Deme- Alzheimer's or dementia. dementia right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I think they had to tell people to stop uh, yelling questions to him because they're just disorienting a, a sick man. Yeah, which is 
fucked up. Yeah, that's like, really it's go, really man. fucked up. Yeah. Oh, speaking of fucked up, you guys hear about that actor who died a few days ago? Was it Robert Blake? No. Robert Blake? Is that his name? What's his? What's Let me. His story? This is a great story. This is a great story. Well, not the part that he died. He yeah. He died as an old man. <laughs> so Robert Blake is an actor. I'm pretty sure it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He was in a TV series called Beretta. He's in in Cold Blood. He was in a bunch of movies in like the 60s and 70s and okay. stuff. Okay. Anyway, he was charged with uh, murdering his oh, wife. He's the guy from Lost Highway. The camera yes, guy. Yes. Yeah. He's in the David. Yeah. Because he actually. Um, he got he got tried he got acquitted, acquitted, acquitted of killing his wife, but right? he was successfully sued for the wrongful the, the civil death case. Of his wife. Yeah, yes. similar to O.J. Simpson. So, so technically, he okay. was found guilty in a public in a, opinion. Yes, uh-huh. but he's the he's the weird guy who's like, "I'm at your house right now." Yeah, like, okay. what are you doing about? But so the the so the the woman he uh, allegedly had murdered and then was acquitted of and then found guilty in a civil trial <laughs> uh, uh, of a wrongful death was this woman called Bonnie Lee Backley. And she, I, I read her wiki page after this. It's one of the craziest things I've ever read in my life. So we can jump onto that in a second. But yeah, supposedly he had her shot in the head while she was in a car and he was at a restaurant. They'd gone to a restaurant together, and then he was like, oh, i got to run back in and, and grab this gun that I left in the restaurant. You just sit in the car, and then someone came and shot her in the head. Okay. And so he was like, it wasn't me. I was uh, in I the was restaurant picking up a gun. gun. Yeah. And then they were like, they, they, they looked into that, and they're like, well, technically, yeah, the gun that shot her was not the gun that you were looking for, but also did you just hire someone to kill her? And they and they kind of accused them of doing that. But... um. Let me let me get the wiki page up for this person. I don't. We don't have eighty minutes to go through this, but um, the highlights on this story are just like so crazy that the 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 person this guy was married to were just so wild. So that per, so when she was married to Robert Blake, that was her tenth husband uh-huh. that she'd had. So she was killed in in two thousand and one. She was from from New Jersey. And uh, she dropped out of um, high school at 16 to go to New York and try and become a model. Um, And she met this guy, this immigrant, who needed to get married to stay in the United States, right? Mm -hmm. So they got married for a price. So it was like a green card marriage. Mm. And then almost immediately ended the marriage. And her husband, ex-husband now got deported, (laughs) like very quickly. (laughs) Then at the age of 21, she married her first cousin. Ooh. And okay. they they were together five years, which was the longest of her ten marriages. They had two Jesus. kids together. They got divorced. Oh, okay. Then she started a mail order business sending nude pictures of women, including herself, to men. She ran this Lonely Hearts Club. So there were like ads in magazines and stuff, like awesome. advertising for male companions. And so guys would write back and you communicate. And, and I, yeah, I guess you're just sending nudes and like making them send you money and that kind of stuff. And she, stuff. she did this for like years, including illegally, like running it as a scam. Um, she bought, she got rich enough to like buy several houses in Memphis, Tennessee. And one in LA. And she went to Hollywood to like p- pursue a career in singing and acting, uh, which was which was unsuccessful. Um, we won't talk about the legal issues about the mail order thing, but then she got obsessed uh, with celebrities, right? And so um, her friends and stuff were like, she's she's a full-on celebrity obsessive. Yeah. And uh, and she was they had all these phone recordings that came out later where she was like um, obsessed with celebrities, determined to marry them and like and starstruck. And she would like, she loved being around them. 
she was quoted as saying, it makes you feel better than other people to yeah, be around yeah. celebrities. Hell yeah, I so know she, exactly what she's <laughs> talking so about. So she started, so she would like go boys, to events, exactly she would target about. them and stuff. She would like, re she just wanted to marry a celebrity. So yeah. one of the ones she went after was singer Jerry Lee Lewis, who I also believe, did he marry yeah. his cousin or like a 14 year old or maybe both? Yeah. Something I, like that. Yeah. Jerry, yeah. That's, that's great balls of fire, right? Jerry Lee Lewis. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she she eventually met Jerry Lee Lewis. They became close. She was really good friends with Jerry Lee Lewis's sister. And then she had a baby that she called, it's a female, Jerry, J-E-R-I, like the female version. Uh -huh. She called her baby Jerry Lee uh -huh. and said it was Jerry Lee Lewis's. Then did DNA tests proved it wasn't, yep. but she'd still named the baby Jerry Lee. Yep. Then she moved to California and um and she left that child with her ex-husband to to raise but financially supported it so she she tried to have jerry lee lewis's baby had a different baby called it jerry lee and then was like okay the dna proves it wasn't actually jerry lee lewis's baby this anyway woman. this this happens again later so that's not that's not a one-off this woman she pursued oh, she, this is a good so she pursued a bunch of other celebrities morgan so some of your classics here dean martin oh yeah frankie valley oh yeah uh, she claimed she dated him when she was a teenager. He denied that they ever dated. And Gary Busey. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, also from Lost Highway. Then in the early 90s, she became interested in Christian Brando, which is the eldest son of Marlon Brando, right? Mm -hmm. And he became a media fixture when he was tried for the murder of his half-sister's boyfriend. So I don't know if you knew that about Marlon Brando's son. You but come to me on the day of the <laughs> trial where I was accused of killing my half-brother's somebody's relation. That's what he would have said. Yeah, he played guilty to voluntary manslaughter and got 10 years in prison for that one. Good on him. Um, and while he was in prison, this lady, uh, Backley, began writing him and sending him photos. So she was, oh, yeah. she was a little pen pal of, of um, uh, Mr. Brando, Christian Brando. Um, after he got out, they started dating. And then she discovered she was pregnant a couple of years later with what she thought was Brando's child. So remember his name's Christian Brando. Uh -huh, Christian Brando, yeah. She gave birth to her fourth Good child, Christian name. a daughter, and she named it Christian Shannon Brando. Mm. Again, I don't think it was Christian Brando's kid. She just kept doing this <laughs> name trick. <laughs> She's like, it's Old your kid trick. and it's got your name. Like, well, see, I want this is the thing. You know, in TV shows and movies, when somebody tries out a scheme that is genuinely pretty good, mm -hmm. but it just fails because of one small detail. And then they, and then it shows like a montage of them trying other things. Mm. You just always yeah. think like, we'll just make try one the first small one pivot. Again. One yeah, yeah, yeah. Pivot. Just fix tweak, the details. Tweak the first yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so while she's while she was with Christian Brando, she also that's where she started dating Robert Blake, right? She met him in a jazz club. Um, she told uh, Blake that she was unsure of who the dad was for the, the her new daughter, Christian Brando, and Blake insisted on a paternity test, which later determined that it was not the real Christian Brando's kid. Good. So then they changed the name of the child, thankfully, because it seems weird to keep naming children after people <laughs> that you just hope. Uh, the father. But and Jerry Lee was still called be. Jerry Lee. I well, they didn't say that it changed that in the wiki, but... Mum, why am I called <laughs> Jerry Lee Look, Lewis? I thought... I used to bang Jerry Lee and I thought he was your dad. I thought and I he's could not, trick him into thinking you've got, he you've got the name. dad. Um, anyway, so then she marries uh, Robert Blake under the condition that she signed a temporary custody agreement. So this, this was a, a, a thing that... I don't, I don't need to talk about that. Anyway, they were married. They never lived together. She lived in a, in a small guest house beside his residence. Um, the relationship was rocky. 
he was distrustful of her and he hired a private investigator to find out more information. And that's where the... I haven't seen Rocky, so... (laughs) The private investigator later found out that uh, she had continued to operate her Lonely Hearts scam during the marriage, which she'd she'd promised was a long time over. But she she can't be looking good now. No, no. She's still sending nudes of herself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. she's dead. And... Well, yeah, she is. She is <laughs> so, so yeah. Anyway, even, even in the nineties, she must have been getting pretty saggy. So yeah, I mean, you, you it has. It has. This article has one I mean, side no that I just want to. You guys seem to have it's nothing. I got nothing no wrong with sag. Um, before her marriage to Blake, which was, as I said, her tenth marriage, she had nine other marriages. Some of them were short-lived. One of them was like a day marriage, one of those kind of classic Hollywood ones, right? Yeah. But her eighth husband was a guy called Glyn Wolf. And he's famous, forget this, holding the record for the largest number of monogamous marriages. <laughs> he was married 31 different times. And, and his shortest one was 19 days and his longest was 11 years. So he's not like- is. That's crazy. It's not like he was just like, yeah, I'm going to just also pump like him one a month and then- Psychopathic. Yeah, yeah you know. very, very strange. But so she's got, she's Stop. one of his 31 marriages and he was one of her 10 marriages. Anyway, and then at some point, Robert Blake allegedly had enough of her and allegedly had her shot in the head. So Jesus. that's some Hollywood history for you. He, yeah. just, he just had enough. But who is Robert Blake? <laughs> and who's who's sicker in the <laughs> oh, head? Oh, he died the other day. Yeah. yeah, he died. He died and he was in, he was the guy in um, Lost, Lost Highway. Highway with the camera oh, yeah, yeah, over his yeah, eye. Yeah. yeah. We come full circle explaining yes. the details I'd forgotten at the very beginning <laughs> yeah. of the story. It is very funny to end a story and then for you to go like, who's Robert Blake? I'm like, that's the, what the whole story was about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, oh, so yeah, we've got a couple of those movies. We've also got the one we haven't been able to find um, on the list. Um, the one with... Um, oh yeah, The Godfather. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the Zoe Lost Saldana one. Remember we had the Zoe Saldana uh, movie? From like 2005 or something. Zoe Saldana Bran. Saldana Bran. Delicious. Yeah. Um, Are there any others that we missed? That one's called Constellation from 2005. That one's Constellation. I think they added one early on, but they've gotten... They've gotten rid of it off there's, the list. Oh, there's one in here. Yeah, some because the the list is a what they call a living document. Yeah, People of change. Course. Sometimes they apply. Sometimes they don't. I actually see one in here that I don't remember seeing before, which is which we should have done, which is called Beneath the Darkness. That sounds a 2011 boring. movie starring Dennis oh Quaid. God. Oh God! Fuck yeah! So Where Dennis, yeah, it's, it's going to be about submarines. I'd rather some Randy Quaid, and I want some like late twenties Randy. Quaid. You want now? Yeah, I want yeah. current day Randy Quaid. Take some Quaid. But besides that, I'm only seeing a handful of movies. I'm seeing John Henry, Last Days of American Crime, Hard Kill, Gotti, and then if we go back and add in this one, that would make five. And then if you add in Constellation, which I just couldn't get, and I didn't want to buy on American DVD and get imported. But to finish the podcast, I am willing to take donations. This is true. This is true. Don't you think Quaid sounds like a side you might order at a a sort of rest at a diner? Yeah, get a side of Quaid. I'll get a side of Quaid and a side of H-E endings. It does sound like something (laughs) that I would be screamed at when I went on my, uh, got my ass to Mars. H- I don't H- get it. H E ending <laughs> sounds like a science fiction. Yeah, novel, J.K. Rowling. <laughs> yeah, endings. J. R. R. Tolkien. H E endings. Hey guys, I'm back. What were you guys talking about this whole time? We loved your performance as Rex, the Queen's Corgi. 
It, yeah, it really wrecked me. Thank you, <laughs> guys. All right, thanks, thanks guys. Thanks, thanks, guys. <laughs> See you sometime ever. <laughs>